But the larger mindset of, of the boomers is necessarily, you know, you guys work like I did. You guys be okay. It's like, nah. What I said. One millennial says he is f***ed up with his generation and he's calling them all out. If you could live 50 years in the future or past, which would you choose? Each generation has its share of values, technological advancements, and challenges that combine to make the unique zeitgeist of that time period. Baby boomers, Gen X, millennials. Do you know what generation you're in? And what sets them apart from one another? The answer might surprise you. It's Anna and Tia, and we're back to discuss the generation gap. generation refers to a group of people born within a certain period of time whose shared age and experiences shape a distinct worldview. There are currently seven generations that make up today's society. The five that typically make up our current workplace are traditionalists, which consist of people born in 1945 and before, baby boomers, who were born between 1946 and 1964. Generation X are people who were born in 1965 to 1976. Um, millennials and gen or Gen Y are people born between 1977 and 1995, and finally Generation Z, also known as iGen or Centennials, woo woo, are people born 1996 and on. The time period a generation begins and ends varies slightly, depending on who you ask. The younger a generation is, the more contested the definition usually is. For example. There are multiple time frames offered up for who qualifies as a millennial, the second to youngest generation alive right now. There's a more universally accepted definition for baby boomers. Because this generation was born in the relative past, it gives more time for scholars to come up with a consensus on how to group these individuals into a generation. If you take a closer look at the names of the generations, it can reveal what was going on in American society around that time. The silent generation are people who dealt with living during and after World War II. These people dealt with all of the social implications that come from a country being at war, some even served in the war, or worked to help the country fight the war. If you recall from various history courses in school, World War II ended in 1944. The following year gave way to a boom of birth. People were having more kids because they could. This is where baby boomers get their name, and people who grew up with the civil rights movement and assassinations of a president, JFK, and honored civil rights leaders, MLK, the timeline moves on and focuses on Gen X, nestled in between two of the largest generations in modern American history. The first generation to grow up with MTV and creators of the internet. Millennials have received much heat within recent years because these are people who make up the majority of our workplace as of only a few years ago. Millennials have and are starting to have kids, making them play an even more active role in our society, a generation classified by participation trophies and avocado toast. 
Generation Z is the newest generation to go into the workforce as most Gen Z, Gen, Gen Z people turned 16 within the last seven years. This is the first generation to actually grow up with a black president, as well as the first to actively have lockdown procedures in schools due to an increase in school shootings. Every millennial loves avocado toast. And baby boomers, they're not all cranky. It's easy to box a generation into a narrow stereotype. Please keep in mind during this episode, we're here to listen and gain insight into the unique lives of individuals from multiple generations. The insight, experiences, and attitudes shared are not meant to reflect an entire generation's views. Thank you. We're back. Better than ever. So let's talk about what we think. Can you can you name all the generations? How many are there? Like I know you've done the research. I I just come here and sit down. So living, there's about seven generations living right now. Seven. About seven, yeah. So. Jeez. I can only okay. Let me do this because I'm ignorant. Let me do this and then you fill in the blanks. So I got. Obviously, the millennials, um, baby boomers, and that's really all I know. Like, interesting that that's all you know because those are two of the largest generations that are actually alive today. Right. Um, baby boomers was the fir- of course, first the biggest, and then millennials the second biggest, which makes good old Generation Z sandwich. Oh, I lied. Which makes good old Generation X sandwiched in between millennials and baby boomers seem like a non-astounding generation, which a lot of people have said. But if you want to... You say a non-astounding? Non-astounding, yeah. Because you hear a lot about baby boomers and you hear a lot about millennials, but like Generation Z is a sandwich in between it. Oh, wow. We took their thunder, huh? Yeah. So that's our parents for the most part. Like generation... Well, not... So what what time span are we looking at? So... just Just break it down from... Yeah, if you want to break down the seven, the seven generations, you have your traditionalists or also known as the silent generation. Those are people born in 1945 and before. So I also want to note that this resource that I found um, does a lot of research on like generational like differences and things, but different institutions like break them up differently. Mm-hmm. But this so one this isn't it's a contested break off mm-hmm. point like from this year to this year. By one person could be a Generation X or a millennial, but not from another person. Yep. Okay. And even though this source said that the generation um, born 1945 and before are the si- like silent generation traditionalists, there's actually a generation white before that, and there's pe- still people living in that generation today. So yeah, so you have your traditionalists and silent generation 1945 and before. Then you have your baby boomers who were born from 1946 and 1964 until 1964. Mm. Generation X are people born 1965 to 1976. Um, Millennials, also known as Gen Y, are people born 1977 to 1995. And then there is Generation Z, also known as iGen or Centennials, were born 1996 and on, until you reach the teens, 2010s, and you get your Generation Alpha. And... 
I don't like that name. I'm just going to put that out there. Generation. No generation could, should be called anything that just automatically seems really powerful. Like, I don't want to be called... If there's an option between, oh, what generation are you in? Alpha or Generation Z? Yeah. It just sounds so boring compared to that. Centennial's pretty cool. Centennial, okay. Centennial, millennial. Centennial. Let's talk about, like, what we think of each generation. Like, what comes to mind? Stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, like, necessarily what we think, but what we hear about it. Mm -hmm. So. I think. So, traditionalist. What do you think? When I think of them, I'm, like... I'm thinking they've seen a lot of change, almost so much change. I don't know how I would deal with it. If I mean, we will when we're that age, but like the the shaping of basically modern America, which mm -hmm. is crazy to me. Like mm -hmm. they're basically basically a walking textbook. But in that, I also see like they really didn't really do us a service of passing down a lot of great things. Okay, so I, that's that's my traditionalist. So. After traditionalists is baby boomers, what do you think of baby boomers? What comes to mind? Or what have you heard? Um, entitlement mm -hmm. to a sense of um, people who grew up in a post-World War II world mm -hmm. and were able to and had opportunities like available to them that the generation before them didn't necessarily have. Mm -hmm. Entitlement not in a bad way, but in a way of empowerment, in a way of like confidence. Um, I think of civil rights I think of, um, can I see your manager? <laughs> <laughs> Type haircut. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that there are people who have, like, again, that sense of confidence to where they feel like they can speak towards things that they feel yeah, strongly whatever. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I also think baby boomers, and I think of a lot of, uh, immigrants, mm -hmm. like first generation people who moved here after the war. So, hmm. yeah, that's what I think of baby boomers. Hmm. Gen X. Music, I feel like it's a big boom for around sure. then. Queen like, popped to my head. Queen. That, yeah. yeah. Queen for sure. Yeah. M again, MTV. Like, that mm -hmm. was the first time you were able to see like music without going to a concert, you know? Wow, that's like, crazy. Music yeah. videos. It was all radio. Mm hmm. And CDs. Vinyl was probably big. But it's been big, I guess. I actually, I don't know. Cut that. Sh sh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think of, again, visuals. Like, being able to see the world in a different way. Technology was advancing. The Vietnam War, they mm -hmm. were protesting. Yeah. I think that's like, um, they're probably inspired a little bit by the civil rights. Like, take, like oh, speaking sure. out. Yeah. Millennial. Yeah, they're iffy. Yeah. They're iffy. I think that's so interesting because I think that's the generation you hear the most about because that again has become one of the largest generations. Right. And considering yeah, it from most, I feel like they have most of the power. You know. Yeah, like the rising stars of our culture. For sure, especially in like a, an economic standpoint, like that's where like the people are working, people are spending money, like because you're in your late twenties, early thirties, like those are the formative uh, years yeah like, on top of like yeah they're gonna make or break america yeah let's move on to like the differences we see mm -hmm. in each generation yeah, finish oh which one? Oh, the alpha generation yeah we didn't talk about gen z oh gen z too Tie pie kids 
Tide Pod kids. Yeah, those are the kids <laughs> eating Tide Pods. It's my generation right there. Gen Z. Which is interesting because I thought Tide I... Tide Pods, hoverboards. Tide Pods, hoverboards, and smartphones. Tinder. No, they're too young. Yeah, they're too young. That's us. Tinder. Okay. Yeah. Shoot. What else do they do? Uh, freaking... We're still coming up. We're still... A lot of us are still kids. 2010 was the cutoff, so, like, if you're born in 2009, you're Gen Z, and, like, you're 10, 10 years old. That's crazy. Aw. They're gonna... I feel like Gen Z, y'all look out in a decade. Look out for them. Yeah, they're gonna be the new millennials. You'll, be, you'll hear all about Generation Zombie who can't get out of their phone. Oh, 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 oh. Let's do, like, one thing for, like, the future generations. What do you think jobs will look like for them? Like, what do you think their future opportunities will look like? Because every generation wants an opportunity for their kids better than they had it. But is that is it going in the right direction? I think with the advancement of technology, it's going to affect um, lower class people the most mm-hmm. because those are lower class the people who work the uh, the jobs that technology will be taking over like. are, are typically lower class people like like uh, for example the self checkout at the grocery store. That's you know exactly what I, mean? what I was thinking of. Or like that's happening now. Like mm-hmm. that's less jobs for people. Um, like these automated stores, these uh, like um, automated drive-throughs. If that's gonna be a thing, jobs, yeah. I think. Warehouse workers, you know. Yeah, like entry-level positions. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know what teenagers are teenagers are gonna do. Like, what are they? Because retail, to a point, is gonna get automated. Sure. Like, people don't even. People, you can ship it. Um, Amazon. If I want an outfit, it. I'm gonna order it online. You know what I'm saying? Well, not me, but like, I can't get their experience and. At that point, if so many things are automated, where are they going to get their social interactions? Like, so, like the so, mall was such a place when I was a teenager to just go and hang out. Because, yeah, I mean, we live somewhere, we live in the Midwest where it's cold a lot of the time or the weather sucks. So you could go in there, there'd be food, you could try on clothes, and we just, like, to, meet people. Yeah, for real. We used to walk around Walmart. For hours. Oh, yeah. Like, you just, it wasn't, like, ideal, but you just made something out of had. it. That's Like, it was fun. Um... Hmm. But what are they going to do? I was going to say schools, but, like, again, schools are going online. My little brother has, like, designated e-learning days where, like, this is a day where you'll be learning online. Like, How old at his is public he? school. He's 16. What? He is That's a sophomore cool. in high school. Wow. Designated e-learning days to where they will be, the teachers will be teaching at home, and they just have assignments to do online. Oh, that's perfect. I love that's it. A, that's but a like, good innovation. Sure. But also, like, if that escalates or if it, like, comes down to it and, like, oh, we can't pay teachers, like, to be in class, Ooh, you know? That's a negative part, too. Yeah. yeah I didn't think about that. So it's going to be all online. But then that's also a class issue, too, because not all these kids have computers. And computer, yeah, technology. It, see, it gets to the point where technology, you have to use technology to live. Like, yeah. you, it's not a need. It's not a want. It's a need. It's a need. For college, it's a need. Yeah, it's a need. It's a requirement for mine. And that's a class issue, too. So if there's, like, alpha generation, they don't have their low income and they don't have access to technology, it's just going to be, like, a kid that doesn't know what a phone is. Like, how are you supposed to connect to them? Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to talk about the latest TV show or something like that? Like, there's going to be such a gap. It's like natural selection, like... You didn't adapt to that. Yeah, you didn't thing, adapt, so you're, so left behind. you're left behind. Got to keep this in my files. Thirty years from now, <laughs> you're like, was I right? Was I? <laughs> this, yes. this episode is actually a time capsule. Enjoy what you're hearing. 
Don't forget to comment on our social media and let us know what you're thinking, or maybe drop an idea for an upcoming episode that you'd like to hear. So, is there really a difference? The fact is, though we may all grow up in similar environments, our beliefs about certain topics can vary greatly by what we're exposed to. This can even be true of families. I was given the chance to interview my mother, who's a baby boomer, on her perspectives on certain issues from the past and present. In light of recent news and things happening in our political world, there's been conversation around electing older people to offices in terms of making decisions for future generations and for current generations so what do you think about older generations having a seat at the table do you think that like do you think that people have valid opinions no matter how old they are or yes and i think saying otherwise would be totally ageist Uh, bottom line people who are older provided they're awake and aware of and aware of what's going on in the world right now, we'll probably have a better perspective seeing what had happened, what has happened in history and understanding what's happening now may have a better answer uh, than someone who is new, just like someone who is new to the world may have a different perspective of somebody that's old. But I think getting together, you can't rule out either someone from being too young or too old. I agree with that to a certain extent. I think that it can become problematic when you have when um, you have thoughts of people who don't necessarily see the importance on certain issues that other people may see, and there's not an emphasis on them. For example, the way that climate change has been being treated, um, and like environmental safety and protection has been being treated, and um, in for through the PTBs and whatnot, and um, just like a total lack thereof and like a disregard of legislation, um, is kind of I think is kind of regressive for our society because at the end of the day, those people who are at the table making those decisions don't necessarily it won't necessarily affect them directly, even though it might affect generations below them. All of this paints a bigger picture that questions who exactly should be making the decisions that affect our future world. You can choose to not believe in climate change, but hypothetically speaking, if scientists say we only have 30 more years of fresh water left on Earth total, what generations is that going to affect? It probably won't affect someone who is upwards of 80 years old. However, it would affect those in their 20s and 30s and so on. So whose opinion should we listen to when only certain generations are going to be impacted by certain problems? So that's tough for me because I agree that I agree that people, no matter what happens, there's value in having the opinions and the experience of people who have been through it before. But at the same time, um, when you're dealing with things like making legislation for the future and like protective and things for the future I think um younger people might have maybe you should have a better um what am I trying to say like yeah 
I disagree. Um, bottom line, I'm looking at the world from a grandmother's point of view, and the question is, would I want to leave a better or a worse world for my grandchildren? And I would have to say I'd want my grandchildren, just like I wanted my children, to have a better experience on this planet than I had. So in that respect, I have not only my own um, my own opinion as to what I'd like to see the world become. I also have the knowledge that my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren will be in that world. Keep in mind, I'm coming from a family where I knew my great-grandparents. I knew several of them. So I know it's not out of the realm of possibility for me to see my great-grandchildren possibly get to the age of some maturity and of course I would want them to have a better experience on this planet than I had. Thanks, Ma. That's it? No. Um, okay. So second question, have you noticed any societal trends that are different from when you were in your twenties? Societal changes? Absolutely. Everybody's in the phone. Everybody's on the T V. Um when I was in my twenties the closest thing we had to something that was constantly on your mind was MTV. And that was it. It wasn't, you know, there were a couple of cable channels and you'd see some movies every now and again, but your life was not focused around keeping schedules and phone calls and text messages and emails. Um, there was no email. Um, you wrote a letter if you needed to write a letter. You made a phone call if you needed to make it. Um, the societal changes are that people would have to communicate and make their emotions, feelings, and even thoughts known either face-to-face -face or in a voice conversation or even in a letter. And it made a difference on how we all communicated. Now everything is very dry. Um, humor is even different. People are not as concerned about how they make other people feel when they express themselves or even communicate. Thank you. Okay, so Generation Alpha is the generation that comes after my own, which is Generation Z. Like, we're the first generation to grow up with a black president, right? We're the first generation to um, grow up in a post-9-11 world, right? Mm -hmm. Um which and a lot of people actually a lot of like intellectuals relate generation z and the trauma that we've experienced in this on a societal level to that of um the silent generation which was the generation that was before baby boomers um so these are people who who dealt with like um like well i guess baby boomers as well but they related close closer to um they to silent whatever okay um because of like knowing that there's a war going on and like growing up in that kind of world and there's a certain type of protection right like active school shooting drills um that we had that i've had to experience you know things like that similar to um like bomb shelter drills or whatever that you know they had because of cuban missile crisis and things like that right so like there's a certain trauma associated with that or there's a certain mindset i guess you could say right so Yes. Okay. So G Generation Alpha, the one that comes right after mine. And this is the first time that I've been able to see like another generation rise and people who act differently. Well, not di act differently, but like have different ideals and like have experienced different things um, after me. 
because mm-hmm. um, I'm only 21, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you have seen many generations, right? So, mm-hmm. what are some things that you have seen, and you can definitely? Could, is there a way that you could track different trends and generations? So, if to go back to my grandmother's generation, um, something I can relate to just in terms of the way she saw the world. She saw the world based on you work hard, you do what you have to do to survive, and you take care of your family and family is everything. Um, the next generation, my parents and them, they grew up in the, you two could have the American dream, black folks are good as white folks. Um, you don't have to take that um, type of mentality. Which was, they would have been. Right before me, whatever that is. Traditionalist. Um, yeah, a little bit more traditional. Well, no, not traditionalist. Traditionalist would have been my grandmother. Uh, the next generation after that would have been the black power generation, I think, if you want to call it that. So baby or, boomers? No. So that. you being born that you being born in that time what is what makes you part of that, right? But like you can be a traditionalist and still have the ideals yeah, of Yeah, you the can, after. but they didn't. So this is what I'm speaking in my experience. So based on what I saw is that my parents who were black and educated, which was not the norm in the fifties and sixties felt and knew that they could do, be, and have anything they wanted to do, be, and have. And that the ideal of having the American stuff dream and being, you know, all that America said you could be was more important in a lot of ways than family and being near family. Then there was my generation that grew up knowing that, but still because of the influence of the grandparents still wanted to be a part of that family, yet we grew up with the idea that we were supposed to, not that we could, but we were supposed to go out, get that American dream, and supposed to go and fight um, whatever injustice we may have seen, because there really wasn't that much injustice for my generation um, that was overt. It was all kind of undercover at that point, because in the late 60s with the civil rights, it was almost like the, the idea was, okay, yeah, Black people can do it, even though there was a whole lot of overt racism. So by the time I came up, there was still a whole lot of racism. There was a whole lot of um, thinking that you could do and be, but the, but the establishment cut it off. So yes, all those programs that got my parents through college, because their parents didn't have any money, all those programs that got my parents through college, they cut them off when it came time for me to have them. So if you didn't have the Name resources- huh? Why'd they do that? Who's Aaron? Reagan. Reagan. So Reagan decided, no, nah, we're not going to let him get nothing. Bottom line, um, they early 80s, it's like, yeah, you can do it. You can be it. Sure can. But we're going to make sure that you don't have the resource to do it. Uh, so a lot of people in my generation, some were able to get through. Some um, parents were actually able to get them into college and do what they had to do. And some were able to decide to you know, take out all the loans that it took. And some of us were like, you know what, I'm not going to fight that battle. I'm going to get a job and I'm going to go back to the traditions that I was taught in a sense by my grandparents where I work hard, do what I got to do. And family was everything. At least that's my experience. Then you have my children who, who see that, but they see that there are all types of experience to be had in America. I can go to college. I can raise my family. I can um, work hard and do what I got to do. There's all these, all these choices, and almost having too many choices puts the generation you 
in a situation where there's too many choices and they get confused and they're not quite sure what it is they want to do. They now realize, yes, I do have the mental and emotional capacity to do it. I am uh, and, and probably better suited to do it because I have a more varied life experience than a lot of my white counterparts. Um, but that puts me now in a situation where I have to make a choice. Choice is hard in this world. You got to make a choice. And it's hard to make a choice as to what it is I want to do when you have the world in front of you. And that's part of what I think is going on. By the time Bell and them come up, I think they're going to be in a situation where um, they're going to be slotted into a place because there's too much indecision by your generation and enough hard decisions are not being made by your generation. And so some things are going to happen, I think, societally where some decisions are going to be made for them. They're going to re, re, revolt against that. And then their children will be in a situation where they're back to, we're going to work hard, do what we got to do in our family is everything. So I think it's like, they're, they're like, they're like uh, cycles mm-hmm. um, based on what's important right now. If we get too far away from one set of values, we go into another set of values. Um, I think that when some certain people are not happy in their lives doing what it is they felt like they do like they like they're meant to do let's say they're career oriented they feel like they're missing out when they're not raising a family and vice versa so that's interesting because similar thing things have been said about um your generation and the generation after yours and the generation after that and the generation after that right so i agree on the cycle piece 100 percent. but i think a lot of times um, people don't give credit to the younger people coming after them because I think there's an expectation to have things together without really not really considering that like your the generations before are the ones that are bringing up the generations underneath. So I think it's easy to point fingers at the at young people essentially. I'm not pointing fingers at all. I think that what is happening is that there are unfortunately when you come to the realization that you can do whatever you want to do and you really can do whatever you want to do it's hard to make a decision as to what it is you want to do unfortunately I think that just like for children I believe who had a very very hard childhood very rough you know no mother no father you know felt like they had to kind of raise themselves um in their trauma in childhood, a lot of them come to, some of them come to realize what they, what is important and what makes them happy. Mm-hmm. I think that when kids have too much, it's harder for them to come to the realization of what makes them happy because so much makes them happy or so much makes them sad. And they can't make a a projected leap into doing or being something. The good news is, is that you don't have to. Um, in this society, you can be a salesman one minute and doctor the next. So it's a good thing. As the person evolves, they can their career choice or their family choice can evolve too because everything's acceptable. I don't know. I kind of I disagree with that only because 
things aren't things are just given to people you know and i think like that bootstrap mentality of like you can be who whatever you want to be isn't necessarily realistic when people aren't when people don't aren't given the tools necessary to succeed you know what i mean like college for example right like you it's a privilege to be able to go to college because you have to pay for that it is is it it is 100 percent. but see the thing is is that right now the education that you're getting in college is nothing like what it is supposed to be because bottom line what i start what i had to realize in managing younger people is what's more important than it's not their career and not what they do for a living No, because I think that if your free time is what makes you happy, that's awesome. Just because a group of people may age through the formation of newer generations does not mean that their experiences and opinions about our society no longer matter. Each generation will have it have had its challenges, and this is true for generations to come. Let's not make age a determining factor in who has something thoughtful to say, but let's take a, a look at the bigger picture of working together to develop a world that benefits all generations to come after our own. You've probably already noticed that three voices have now turned to two for co-hosts on Hashed Out. One of our co-hosts was given the opportunity to pursue her career. Thank you for your help with the creation of Hashed Out, Elizabeth. Moving forward, Hashed Out will actually be presenting at Social Justice Symposium this April 6th. To register for the symposium and for more information, please visit our bio or any of our social media. Change starts by listening.